0: Congratulations, the new album is on the way. Everywhere is somewhere. So yes. that must be exciting. I'm guessing that's exciting. That's what everybody says.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it is exciting. Uh, very genuinely. I mean, I think, you know, it's it's been a cool process for me, too, because sometimes, and I've had friends have this happen, where, you know, you work on a record, and then you have to wait, like, two years, over a year, for a lot of this stuff to come out. And... For me with this record i mean there were there was like one song i finished like two days before the mixing deadline so everything's pretty a lot of it feels very kind of like of the moment and i'm still you know i'm still very in that headspace which is which is cool for me so um yeah i'm very excited
0: right i mean obviously these songs have to be fresh you do have one song on here on here called the president has a sex tape
1: Yep, that's the one. Um, Yeah. Well, I was like, you know, I'm putting out a record. You know, I had no idea. A lot of these songs, when I was first working on them about, you know, nine months ago or whatever it was, was, I feel like at least in the U.S., we were just in a very different kind of collective headspace. And you you can never predict these, like, massive shifts. And then I was like, well, I'm putting out this record. In the, you know, in like the first quarter of this presidency, and I feel, I feel like that's a pretty good time to say something. So, the song obviously traces to Donald Trump. I mean, I don't think I would have come up with that lyric had it not been for him. But, you know, it's not just about his presidency or him in particular. I think it's about this this age we're living in, where it feels like nothing is sacred anymore and maybe maybe that happened a long time ago and I just didn't know but with you know the level of technology and transparency I think we have it It just feels like these these institutions that we you know regarded highly and, and revered or whatever there's too much it's like we know too much now mm-hmm. and we have too much access and that's not to say I think it's good to live in the dark or to be duped by the government but you know, sometimes I just don't even want to know. <laughs> you know, I just like I, I wanna, I wanna, I wanna be sh- shielded and protected from certain things. <laughs> and I, I think we're past that point.
0: We are past it. Yeah, everybody's all in now. I mean, what they've come up with they, uh, I do don't remember what it is—but the word for the fatigue that we have because of the political news. Because that's a thing. Oh, God. That causes people to age prematurely and not sleep at night. (laughs) Oh, God.
1: Yeah, I I believe that.
0: Yeah. Well, that goes along, I guess, with a part of what you were talking about um, in a wider scope, what this album is about. There's a line you said that I really, really centered on and liked. It said, you know, it's about the places that shape us and how, in turn, we shape those places in our minds as human beings. Um, mm-hmm. which, which again, sort of, you know, there's a jump-off point with, with the President's song, but uh, can you go into that a little bit further on, on what that might mean for this record?
1: Sure. I mean, I think I'm pretty fascinated by how we are sort of all narrating a story, you know, that the objective facts of anyone's life are seen in different ways by everybody you know and we we kind of have the individual power one of the ways that I've I think personally created my story in my own mind at least is by you know trying to take the things that happen and make my own meaning out of them you know not feel like that meaning is dictated by somebody else or I'm acquiescing to a kind of a group decision or something like that. Um, and I think, you know, every time I feel weak or vulnerable or sad or I'm grieving or, you know, whatever the case may be, I, I try to remind myself that I'm, yes, like I have the right and I should experience those things. And, and it's, it's important, I think, to to exist in those dark places and to, to understand them and explore them. But I also think you know, I have the power. If I sort of go outside of myself to to make this situation whatever I want, you know, I can I can take an extreme disappointment or betrayal and and turn that into a way to fortify myself and a way to, I guess, strengthen my core and my values and to redirect my life or you know whatever I want to do. Like I have the ability to do that, yeah. and there's something really powerful about that. And I think, you know, particularly when, whether it's in a, in a political sense, a personal sense, um, a professional sense, you feel that you don't have power. You know, you always, you at least have the power of writing your own story in your mind. Mm -hmm. And that may be a small power. It's actually funny. We were, um, have you ever read the book, The Handmaid's Tale?
0: No, my my wife of course has told me all about it and they have the uh, the TV series coming out too, uh, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. Um well it's one of my like all, all-time favorite books. Margaret Atwood actually mm-hmm. the author is one of my favorite authors, but I had I I read it many many years ago. Um I've read it many times, but I reread I got the my whole band to read it with me on this tour and Um, We had like a little book club, which was kind of cute. But one of the things about it without giving anything away is about the power of narration. And I couldn't help but think about it in, in relation to our current context. You know, it's like there are the swirling forces of like government, societal chaos, but you still have you. And, you know, I tried to take the approach with every song like, okay, I'm starting from this place. How do I make? How do I make meaning out of that place? And how do I, you know, sort of individually assert that meaning for me?
0: And I, I'll also point out though, as as before we move on from that, that uh, you know, it couldn't have been better timed with that series, and which is probably the most unfortunate thing about the entire part of it. You know, all of these things oh, that you're saying that arrives right now with all of this.
1: Totally, but I, you know, the flip of it too is like you have that power as a person, but if a bunch of people are exercising that power, then it becomes this, this thing, a thing that's like real and kind of tangible. So I think there's, there's like a, there's a hopeful flip side to it. Um, you know, and often it takes like, sometimes you need to understand what you're fighting for, I guess, in, just in life in general, you know, and that's like even in a relationship, right? Like you have your first fight and you're like, oh my God, like I might lose this person. So I think I think it's you know you have to you have to have the that loss to to understand what you
0: have. Does the title, because of the way you separate the words and, and against, I don't know, maybe it's just aesthetic, but does that have anything to do with that? Because when I read it, where the everywhere is somewhere, it almost seems like it's making something so much more direct and specific.
1: I think you're totally on point. You know, I really wanted to focus on this word where. Um, cause I think in my mind, there's, there's two elements to that title. And it's actually something I had written down on a post-it on my computer eight, maybe eight months ago. And I I, th- I was on the road. I think I was like in Germany or something. I don't, I can't even remember where I was, but I'm always keeping little, you know, I'm writing down little ideas and, and phrases and, and words and things like that, that kind of, that come into mind. And I was somewhere traveling on tour and I was just thinking, you know, it's crazy on the one hand you you can go all over the world and every bar is just like some bar, you know, it's just like, you could be, you could be in the middle of New York city feeling like you're in the center of the world, or you could be, you know, on the outskirts of Omaha feeling like, wow, I'm kind of, I'm somewhere new, but it's just, every place is just some place. People are doing the same things. They're, they're wanting to find love and, have happiness and like maybe go out and you know party a little bit and it's it's, it kind of feels like wherever you go people are just people and there's something really kind of comforting and beautiful about that but on the, the other flip side and this is a sensation I have constantly when I'm on tour is like so I'll be out at even let's just say like an intersection for me it's just an intersection like whatever it doesn't matter but for somebody else like that intersection has meaning, like something happens there, you know, sort of, so I guess that would be the italicized Mm -hmm. (laughs) some, you know, like for everybody, like a place is, is the place or it's one of the places. And so I think it's, you know, it it felt to me like it kind of captured that, that sense of things being important, but also arbitrary, but also kind of malleable
0: on the uh, on the non-music uh, business side you know with mm. recent i don't know output that you've been doing right here which has been great this little barrage that i guess <laughs> that we've felt i mean <laughs> your career you start at a major for the most part and then you head to the indie but now you find yourself i don't know sort of compromised version of that is that right
1: yeah i would i would maybe say an idealized version at least for me you know i think I got signed really early in my career and I was still, I was still really figuring out to my identity as a, not only as a person, but as a musician and as an artist. And, and I think I learned from that experience, a lot of the things that I didn't like about this big kind of corporate infrastructure. Like it did, it didn't suit me as a developing artist. Um, it wasn't kind of the right home for that. And then, when I went independent and started my own label and put out my last record, then I, I kind of had the, the flip side experience of seeing, oh, these are some things I could really use help with. <laughs> you know, when you're, when you're out there on your own, it, it really is that like blood, sweat and tears, you're running everything. Um, and I think you start to, or at least I started to really have an appreciation for you know these these parts of a of a bigger home or, or structure to have to help with stuff. You know because it is it is a lot of work and it's um, it can be confusing to navigate sometimes. So, you know that being said, I was still planning to put out my new material independently, but it just so happened that Dan, who's the lead singer of Imagine Dragons, he heard these demos I was working on and. He had been wanting to bring an artist into the kind of inner scope fold under an imprint, and it, it offered me this really unique opportunity where I had creative protection, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. um, because Gan was sort of my buffer, I guess. Maybe, and maybe that's not totally the right word, but and and it was just like, was you know, essentially he was like, I'm 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 a fan of what you do, and you know, his goal is really wasn't a financial goal it wasn't an ego goal it wasn't anything like that it's it's just to help um an artist that he believes in so i kind of got to experience this the the creativity um and autonomy that comes with being independent but having the resources of a major label which you know from the standpoint of radio especially like you know that is just such a difficult world to break into if you're an independent artist
0: I mean but what you accomplished even at you know while you were indie with the uh, life as a dog album and being able to bring that to the table with all of this I mean that's probably puts you so far ahead of where most artists would be at this point in their career you know to have those utilities at your uh, in your arsenal
1: yeah no I think you know it's you kind of look back on things and and it's you can kind of piece it together in reverse but I do think you're right I mean putting out like really putting out a record in that way it did teach me so much and I think it gave me this real appreciation for help (laughs) also you know where like viewing I think sometimes artists can get into a situation where they're they view their label partner as like an adversary at times and you know that can happen with any business relationship of course but I think I really entered this this partnership like very clear-eyed and realistic but also really excited you know it, where I felt like my ex- my set of expectations was pretty in tune with what was gonna happen mm-hmm. you know where the first time around I just had no idea you know it's like jumping into the ocean you're like oh there's sharks in here and you know it's
0: cold and um yeah so uh, i'm looking forward to the whole thing and um i mean like i said the songs you put out high enough is so ridiculously catchy and blood in the cut i mean i know that was an ep from last year but that's still one of the best songs that's been out you know in the last year so what you're thank doing whatever you're doing it's it's perfect
1: <laughs> well thank you i appreciate it
0: No problem. It was really nice talking to you today. Thank you for the thoughtful conversation.
1: Oh, for sure. Thank you so much and have a good one.
0: You too. Take care. Bye.
1: Okay. Bye.